I wanna be an engineer So freaking bad Optimize the things I've always had Engineering IRL Hello everyone and welcome to the Sario Dev Show Engineering IRL where we take you through engineering mindsets and learn how to apply them to real life. Today's topic, we're gonna to be talking touch typing and asking questions. Okay, so touch typing, why? Well, what is touch typing? Do you know what it is? Good, it's when you use your hands to touch the keys and type. Okay? Not really, it's, it's typing without looking, yeah? And then typing fast. What's more important about the touch typing isn't the touch typing itself, it's typing fast, okay? The important part of touch typing is the speed that you get. So I'm gonna tell you two things. Number one is why you should learn to touch type. Any engineer that you are, don't care. You should learn how to touch type. And two, how? Well, some techniques that will help you. Okay, and then we'll go into these uh, how to ask questions section. Okay, so firstly, touch typing, the reason why it's important, okay? One, typing faster, okay, everyone can agree. Sure, if I could type faster, it would be better, it'd be faster. But more importantly, why is because when you type faster, here's the thing, as an engineer, um, even in your research or whatever it is, the computer, the computer is one of your weapons of choice, okay? You have a few weapons, okay? One's your own brain, your own processor, and one's the processor of the, com which is the computer, whatever the computer is, okay? So what makes you more effective is reducing the path between your brain and the computer, the brain that is the computer. And the bottleneck is your typing, okay? The bottleneck is your typing. So obviously, the faster you can think a thought and put it in and make it input to the computer, the better, the more efficient you are. And it's not even just about efficiency and speed, it's because what happens is, if you have to think when you type, okay, about typing, and not about the thought that you're having, that's a waste, okay? It's a waste of processing, uh, uh, it's a waste of processing speed, it's a waste of some of the RAM in your brain I'm talking about. You don't, you shouldn't be thinking about how to type when you're typing because typing is not the important part of this equation, it's the thought that you're trying to enter into the computer. So the better you are at that, the more effective it is. And actually you think faster because more of what, more, your, uh, more of your brain power is spent on the question and not on typing. And sure you might say, yeah, but it only takes a split, you know, it takes me a couple seconds and I can get the data in and ask the question. And typing faster doesn't change the question, but I would I, I, uh, argue that it does. When you compound it over time and the amount of time that you can just uh, go straight to um, action, it builds up, it adds up, it adds up. Frictionless, when you're frictionless, like you could argue that, oh no, it doesn't do much, but there is a reason why 
and this is coming from the gaming world because it it extends uh, it puts everything in such a, an extreme state there's a reason why sometimes the most optimal gear is not what's necessary it's what's the most comfortable okay when you're in a game and you're in real-time action you don't want to be thinking about the mouse or the keyboard or you don't want to think about your inputs to the system that should be second nature so the second that you have any thinking to do with it maybe you're using some your friend's mouse or a different monitor or a different resolution or different brightness or different seating position there is something off on your game and so you don't need to always be as on as you are if so as someone as a professional gamer but you're purposely building in friction that's taking away from your a-game thoughts okay that's why think about when you research you can research so much faster and get on to your next thought here's the thing here's the thing when you are searching for an answer or you're doing research or whatever it is there's some point in engineering you must do some sort of research you got to type something into a computer and find out and the fastest way to research if you go to um, the episode I did earlier about how to learn anything fast key part of that is asking questions quickly yeah getting through the searches the initial search I point out that the initial search isn't the answer isn't even the right question yet you are searching and finding the right vernacular and then you go you know what I should be searching that instead and you can go 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 so you have to multiple put multiple inputs and ask multiple questions you can type faster you can do that quicker bang 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 it's not a barrier like oh I have to type no it's faster it's faster than voice to text okay so if you type at you need to go to um, just go to Google and go to typing test all right post your score don't be shy but honestly if you're a if you're a human I think if you're a human that doesn't really type I think you can get to 40 words per minute where I think you should be, every single one of you, between 60 and 80. Between 60 and 80 words per minute consistently, okay? That's where you should be, minimum. If you're not there, well, the next part's for you. And if you're there, we'll get to 100, <laughs> 120 plus, at least 100. If you want to go advanced, if you're telling me like, oh, I'm already at 60 to 80, fine, go 100 plus. <clears throat> okay, so here's how. You do the typing tests and they all teach you, okay? They got the little diagram where your fingers go and all that stuff. Just freaking do it. It's a small investment. You can do it as a game. There's a game version of it where you're shooting aliens based on the letter and you're just trying to remember where they are. Here's the thing. You've been looking at a QWERTY keyboard since ever since you've used a computer. And you, I don't know where J is, or L, or V. I mean, if I look at the keyboard, I can find them. You need to do the test, too bad, so sad, that's what you have to do. Um, two quick tips. It's a QWERTY keyboard, have you ever heard of that QWERTY keyboard? So you know that from the top left, you got Q, W, E, R, T, Y, okay? And Q, W, E, R are your first four fingers, pinky, all the way to your um, index finger 
and then the T and the Y is still the index finger. You just stretch over and reach over. Boom, that's QWERTY done. And then the first four fingers on your right hand, U, I, O, P, top row done. There's only three rows, okay? There's only three rows. Once you're done that, once you get some sort of like, okay, I can, I can, if I think of a letter in the alphabet, or even type out the freaking alpha, alphabet, A, B, C, D, like, you know, your finger should automatically react which finger is the finger that presses for that key. A, B, C, D, if you go through the alphabet, cool. Once you can kind of do that, um, when you type, how to, how to, well, one way that I did to learn to type quicker, is you get something like a tissue or a handkerchief and you put it over the keyboard. Okay, put it over the keyboard. And what you have to learn is there's two notches on the keyboard. There are two notches. Two of the keys have this little bump. That's where your first finger goes from both hands together. Bang. Thumb's always on the space bar. Bang. That's your starting position. Just feel for those little nipples, those little notches, and you're there. Okay, get a handkerchief, put it over it, you learn it faster because you have this bad habit. You can say, oh, I'll just look up and look down. You will always look down, okay? Or you have peripheral vision or something's gathering that extra information and that's what you're trying to eliminate. Okay, that's how I learned to type fast because I got that, I got to like 60, 70 words per minute, did a few more exercises, type, 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 type. Over time, it just built up. Okay, easy 100 plus. It's just reducing friction, okay? You will use a computer. You can say, oh, but you know, voice will come quicker or whatever. Look, this is the keyboard is the fastest input method, faster than voice, if you can type fast. Faster than voice. You can't speak faster than, like, there's a limit to how fast you can speak before the, you know, your Alexa or your Google Home can, can no longer you can't rap to it and it'll understand everything you're saying. Well, maybe you will eventually, but it's a lot harder to rap. You have to breathe, you have this technique. Keyboard typing, quick, done. It's gonna be the fastest input method until they get neural links going on. That's it, get fast, get good, it's not hard. And trust me, when you're working on group documents or you know, uh, there's a single document and you have a whole meeting room of people watching you edit this document and you gotta get your little seat, you're doing single finger typing, like two hands like chick, chick, chick. Oh, mistake, backspace. Chick, chick. Like seriously, please learn to type for the sanity people like me thank you now <laughs> I'm gonna tie it back into the asking questions part you might think you know how to ask questions because you've been doing uni and you know how to find answers you gotta ask the right questions that's one the second thing is especially if you're uh, newer to a topic an engineering topic or you're you're coming in as the you could be the ex most experienced engineer but you're completely new to another area the first thing that you're doing is relating it to things that you know. So equivalent in this field, we have this thing. 
what's that over here? Okay, that's a good way to ask questions because you know there's something behind it. But you need to ask lots of questions and the questions can't be things that you can Google in less than five seconds. If it takes you, you know, you could type, do your searching technique and within, within, if you, if within a minute you can find the answer, don't bother people with those questions. Find those answers, then try to do something with it, then ask the question. Then when you get, you know, when you get stuck at that point, that's when you ask the question. Do something, do the work, then ask. Because the, um, the other people that know the stuff, they know what questions you will run into if you've actually started doing the stuff. If you start asking questions that sounds like you haven't even tried yet, depending on the person, you know, most people will still be receptive to helping you out and telling you what to do next. But if they're busy, what happens is that's a low priority question because they know, ah, just try it and see how you go. That's why you get those fluffy, wasteful answers when you ask someone that's actually doing work and they're busy. They give you a fluff answer because it's the question's not a chat like that's level one, level zero question. You haven't started yet. If you can Google in a minute, Google in a minute. You have to get better at asking questions. That's the key to half our work. Okay, even if you're a non-engineer, that is the key. You sit there, you ask the correct questions because there's just there's just so many answers. And if you go to my correlation causation episode, you will know, you will know that you have to keep going because you might make a conclusion and it's not even the thing. You wasted so much time. All right. Cool. With that being said, we're doing a quick, something a little bit different right now, a little bit different um, on Twitter and on the Facebook page, I posted, hey, if you want to get a shout out to the page, retweet or comment or like or whatever. So Nancy McCoy on Twitter retweeted. Here's a little shout out. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoy this episode. Maybe you're, um, maybe you are a fast typer or maybe not. And if you're not, this is the place. And if you are, well, then it means focus on asking the right questions. All right, cool. So let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Why do I know that you need to learn to ask questions and why do I know it's missing? Listen, in engineering, in engineering studies, you may have, there's no history study of engineering, which annoys me so much. And I don't mean like history class, hey, and you know, the blah, 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 pyramids. Here's a bridge from 1974. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about logic thinkers of the past and learning from them. Because this is knowledge that should have been built into you already. Okay? Spamming questions to find the answer is sometimes when people say, oh, they ponder and like, they try to analyze so far down the track. If it's this, it means da 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 da. And if it means this, and they break down and they do their tree and they're so deep, you know, they're so far into overthinking of, just freaking try it. Like, try it and get the answer at the end and then work backwards once you, fi- once you find that the answer is relevant. Right? If you spend 
an hour, you can, you do this in your general thoughts every single day, in your general decision making, you split things up, you can sit, ponder both sides. If you could do a quick try, just do a quick try and find out and then reverse engineer after it works. It doesn't matter how you got there, if you understand how, you can, you get the concept. It's not a fluke. Almost stabbing in the dark, like I would almost say guess, like guess, try, and then work backwards from that if it's stuck. You know, if the answer is stuck, if you tried something and it's stuck, then you can work backwards. Because you can say, oh, but it was a fluke, so I don't know how to do it again. No, if you can reverse engineer where you got, how you got there, then you understand the concept. If you remember concept thinking from one of the other previous episodes, the what is a chair question, once you get a concept, boom, you can apply it to others. So, you need to spam the questions. And who do we learn that from? It's a young man, not a young man, but a man in the past, and his name is Socrates. Okay? We're talking ancient Greece here, guys. Like, so old. Such a long time ago. With knowledge from such a long time ago. That was standard. Socrates 101. Okay, there is no one right answer. This is not an assignment where, like, we know what the answer is. We don't know. Half the time, you don't know. It's faster to, to guess and try one thing and eliminate one thing. That's what it truly means. Now, you might say, okay, but I'm in a field where you can't guess. You can't guess because it's a live system. What am I going to do then? There's a few things, okay? There's a few things. One, if it's a live system, then you have to have some experience to be working on it. Sorry, but that's how it is. The other thing is you have to get used to breaking stuff and knowing when you can safely break stuff, if you know what I mean. You get a test system. You're in early stages of project. You go straight into build. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we start building, do you have time in there to try a few things that you're unsure about? Right? You've got to build a few known solutions in known ways, break them and fix them. And as you do and compound that over time, you'll know the limits of where I could probably safely do this experiment and then get back. I could rebuild it. Okay, so you need to become a better builder and rebuilder in order to ask better questions so you can know when you can do a risky question and break things because you know you can rebuild it. You know all the scope boundaries, you know the lines, you know what will impact. You'll get that over time. But if you know that, but you've been training yourself the whole time to like not do anything and to fully analyze the situation through. You get stuck. You waste so many, so much time. Right? It's not like, hey, I wonder if my phone's waterproof. Chuck it in water. I'm not necessarily saying that. Right? I'm not necessarily saying that. But I kind of am. <laughs> A little bit. If the question is, wait, how is it waterproof? Then, you know, let's say you know that the phone is waterproof. Like, according to the advertisement. You want to know how... Chuck it, then chuck it in the water and kind of have a look at it and be like, okay, it's underwater. Is it functioning? Yes, it is. Like, then, look at, then look at the phone and look for the holes. Like, where are they? Now you're asking better questions. And then before you go pester everyone else, wait a minute, what did I learn? I can type super fast, bang, 30 seconds in, finished. I Googled it, another minute, this is how Samsung waterproofs it, okay? Last pro tip, 
you, if you see a YouTube video or whatever, I hate that sometimes. I just want to read that little snippet that says, this is how they do it. I don't want to watch a whole video. Worst, worst, worst case, you go to YouTube, you watch the video, you put it up to two times speed. Bang, absorb the knowledge, it's not as painful. All right? Cool, so hopefully um, you got something out of today's episode. You learned that you need to learn to touch type 80 words per minute, okay? And above, all right? 60 if you don't have time, fine. But that's the minimum. Next, ask good questions. Socrates 101, okay? Ancient, uh, ancient Greek philosophers, okay? Before Christ, okay? Two, like, they, these guys are around like 500 BC. Like, you know what I'm saying? Thousands of years ago, literally thousands of years ago. They taught you how to think and they taught you how to ask questions. Okay? Awesome. So, um, as always, if you like it, let me know. It actually all helps. If you have specific questions or topics or areas you want me to go, I will go and do them because I just need the topic and bang, we go, we answer. Raw thoughts. Um, tell me what you think of the new intro music. I'm not... I like it. I like it. But I might need some feedback on it on it a little bit. And I might need some tweaking of it. But I like the theme of the song, the I Want to Be an Engineer song. If you don't know it, go to YouTube, check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, and then subscribe, share, tell a friend that you know that's an upcoming engineer if they need some help. These are, these are some fire lessons um, that could really help you out. Uh, so with that being said, Thanks again for listening. Thanks for all the uh, shout-outs. I'll do a shout-out again um, for the next episode, and I'll do a post saying, hey, drop a retweet here or um, or uh, a like or a comment or whatever it is, and we'll do shout-outs to all the listeners. So thanks again.